And we sing a song to Jesus, Son of God, never born before, singing great, great and marvelous are the works of your hands, our Lord God Almighty. Just and true, I always hold King of the saints. Whom shall I fear? Give a big hand unto the Lord. So, let me start by asking, uh, Sarah, how has the past two days been for you and what are you expecting today while we've all gathered here today? What are you expecting? Thank you, sir, for this opportunity to be on set with you and other. And I'd like to thank Pastor Buama. Um, Sir, please, so on the first day, when you started teaching us on grace, I had the idea of, okay, what grace was, but then I didn't... I didn't really know what it was. The understanding of grace was not there. So um, in the process of teaching, revelations came, understanding came. And the part where you said you should be cautious of your grace. And the Holy Spirit said that the time comes when you have to make a calling on your grace, the grace on your life. I was like, oh, wow. So then like, it's, it's possible to make a calling on your grace. That's true. Yes. You can actually make a demand on the grace on your life. Exactly. So if you don't know or you don't have the knowledge of it, I mean, you, you know you are grace, but then you don't know how to operate in it. Mm. Denzel. Star. Star of the, <laughs> of the month. Talk to us. So this past three days has been, like has brought to my consciousness that I'm in the right environment and I'm being energized for the next phase of my life. So on the very first night, you talked about grace. You talked about us having to recognize grace, us having to be conscious of grace. So I realized that, yes, you give us targets and things to do, and I do come up with results. But I've seen that there's a whole new dimension of results I could see if only I'll be conscious of the grace. And one thing that stood out for me was when you mentioned again, I've been hearing it over and over again, that when pastor gives an instruction, it comes to the grace. But it hits me more this time that, yo, like, when pastor gives you the word that, oh, go and do this, I want to see the person to do this, he has given you the ability. So whatsoever I require must come, like, it's already made available. So I just have to be conscious about it and not rely on my human ability per se. So that's what it's So... For the, for the past two days, I've been talking on grace, the grace of God. What is the grace of God? You know, first of all, yesterday I, I took some time to share some details when it comes to our Christian life and the understanding of the subject of grace. Grace is already your divine heritage. Now, you go to some places, I've told you time and again, you go to some places and a lot of Christians, you can see, they have this needy mindset. 
And um, it's as though we are never adequate. We must pray for grace. You know, we must pray for the grace to have this. Pray for the grace to do that. But that is very inconsistent with scripture. We don't pray for the grace to do something and the grace to have something. You see, grace, first of all, is your default setting as a child of God. You are born to function by grace. Just as a a fish is born to function by its gills. The only problem that fish can have is when that fish leaves the water to an unfamiliar ground, an unfamiliar place where he's not supposed to be flocking. But once the fish remains in the water, he's already, the, the fish is already set up to function in the water. So when you become born again, the Bible says that you have received all things. He said he has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. I mean, this is scripture. That God has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. When he says he has given us all things, that means not some things, but all things. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That means my Christian life is not lacking anything. My Christian life is already set on the course that it must go. I have all things I need. I have grace. I function by grace. You need to start thinking like that. There is a grace. You know, when you become born again, one of the things that you need to start learning is that grace becomes your, your it becomes something familiar with you. There's a, there's a level you get to with God, the supernatural becomes your natural. The only advice you will give to a fish is that, hey fish, don't come out of your territory. Because when you come out of your territory and start comparing yourself to the antelope and say, ah, antelope is moving like this. Me, fish, I'm going to also start moving like uh, antelope. So you get on the land. Nobody has to kill you. You have already gotten into a place that, you know, so sometimes you wonder why some Christians are trying to behave like unbelievers and and say, oh, uh, I know an unbeliever who is not paying tithe, but he's fine. Why should I pay tithe? He is in his territory. When you come into the kingdom of God, you now begin to function by a different set of rules. So when you begin to understand your rules, stay in your territory, function by the rules there. Don't try to compare yourself with them because you're all not going to the same place. You need to always understand that grace is always available. Grace is always available. Listen, I know, I know this has been the, the, the order of the day in many places. Oh, when you give, you will get this. When you give, you will get this. But it's Romans 8. Give me verse 17. Now, it's either this is true or it's a lie. Two things. So either we choose to believe this or not. It says, okay, let's start from verse 16. The spirit, Old King James Version says itself, but it's supposed to be himself. I'll show you why. The spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. He says we are children of God. I see He always says we are children of God. Now, what does it mean to be a child of God? That's the question. He says in verse 17, now, Paul now begins to explain what it means to be a child of God. He says, and if children, then heirs. Come on. I think this is very striking. He said, if we are children, then heirs. Because these are scriptures you can't sit down. It's either you believe it or not. He said, if children, then heirs. He said, if we are children of God, then we are heirs. Children... If children, then heirs. Who is an heir? An heir is someone to which the whole estate of the father has been willed to. If children, he said, if we are children, then we are heirs. Then he says, heirs of God. We are heirs of God. Heirs of God. So you see, 
The beggarly Christianity of God, please give me something. God, please just give me that. God, please just hand me this. God, please give me that. It is inconsistent with scripture because there's no body here that you need to beg your father to eat. That's not your father. If you need to beg your father and you go, your father says, um, you're not begging well. Kneel down, kneel down. What kind of father is that? Your father or your mother, truly, even if you have done something wrong, that's making them punish you, say you're not going to eat today. By the time you're not eating by evening, even if your father does not respond, your mother will look for where you are, put some food there. I remember when I used to go to church a lot. I would go to church, I would go and close in the evening. Go and close in the evening. My father was angry. Hey, you only one serving God. My father said, if you come at this time, I'll lock you. My, my mom knows that when I come back from church, I'll be hungry. And they've locked the house. So, because the car was outside, what my mother would do is, she's not in support, you understand? She's not in support, but she will put food in the car and close it. And not close it hard so that I'm not lock. So when I come to the house like this, my father thinks, I've locked him outside. But grace. <laughs> I get there. I enter the car. I sleep there for two hours. I eat the morning. Go and sleep. <laughs> that, that shows that they are my parents. That's, that my, that's my mother and my father. <laughs> you see? So, to be begging God, God, I mean, it's inconsistent. God wants you to wake up from begging him. He's surprised you are begging him. He's surprised. Wait, wake up in the morning. God, and please, God, we beg. Protect us. God, we beg. You know, we make God look like a hawk. Who is sitting in one place, if we don't pray, he will come in. Because you did not pray today, God say, hey, you did not pray today. You come in. Come back to heaven. You understand? Because you did not pray today. That's not God. That's not God. So why did God allow that accident to happen? Because the explanation I'm giving you about God now is contrary to what you probably... Why did God allow that? God didn't want the accident to happen. In fact, God was shocked that the accident happened. You're surprised. God was shocked that the accident happened. I told them yesterday. I said this song. <laughs> I said I went to the teens camp. I was having a, a camp with the teenagers. Mighty people, I tell you. I had a camp with the teens. When I had a camp with them, I, you know, we were dancing and I, this song came up. I began to sing the song. With Jesus in the boat, I will smile at the storm. Smile at the storm. We even danced. We did, we just, I did different dances. We danced, danced, danced. When I walked out of there, as I was going to my room, God said, foolish song. You know, you are foolish song. You have also sang it before. That song is inconsistent with the Bible. With Jesus in the vessel, I will smile at the storm. No, don't smile at the storm. You will drown. Because Christianity is not with Jesus in the boat, I'll smile at the storm. Because when Jesus woke up, he told them, he said, you men of little faith. That means, what was he expecting them to do? To rebuke the storm like he did. That's what Jesus expected them to do. He was not telling them to do, you know, with Jesus in the If they had sat down and said, Jesus is here, nothing will happen to us. Jesus is here, nothing will happen. And they sat down. Let me tell you, they were all drowned. They will wear me Jesus lying on the water. <laughs> because we don't share faith. Bible says the just shall live by his faith in the book of Habakkuk. It says the just shall live by his faith. You cannot live on someone's faith. <laughs> Peter walked on the water, got to Jesus, started drowning. Do you know the Bible says when Peter was drowning, Jesus was watching him. When he was drowning, Jesus was watching him. The Bible never said, you know, so read your Bible well. When, the Bible never said that when Peter, Peter was drowning, Jesus immediately reached out. No, he was drowning. Jesus said, oh, Petro. Oh, then Peter said, help! Then he held him. If he didn't open his mouth, nothing will happen. 
Peter will die. And they will bury him at Jerusalem Cemetery. Your destiny is in your mouth, I tell you. Jesus said, anything is possible to the one who believes. What is he saying? You are the architect of your life. Don't, out of false humility, try to put things that are supposed to be in your hand in God's hand. It's false humility. Because God expects it to be in your hand. God didn't say, Jesus didn't say, anything is possible to the one who believes and cries to me. He said, Any, anything is possible to the one who believes. Simple, leave it there. So, because I know Jesus is in a, is in a storm, I take advantage of his power and I rebuke the storm. Because I know Jesus is in a boat. So I don't think with Jesus in the boat, I will smile the storm. Don't smile the storm, rebuke the storm. When Jesus picked Peter up, he asked him, why did you doubt? Go back to that scripture. If heirs, if, if children, then heirs. If heirs, the heirs of God. I mean, do you know what it means to be an heir of God? An heir of God. Everything belongs to God. And you are an heir of God. He says, and joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs with Christ. Okay. If this is true, then begging God and asking God for grace is inconsistent. So start taking out the needy mindset of, I don't have grace, so I need to get grace. Rather, what you now start looking at is the navigation. The navigation. How this thing works. How does this grace work? I tell you, within the next six months, many of you will function in levels that you have never thought possible. You didn't receive that. You didn't receive that, I tell you. You didn't receive that. I said within the next six months, Many of you will function in levels that you never thought possible. Yeah. It's possible. I've, if I've not seen grace, I'll, I'll tell you. I've seen the grace of God. I've seen how God can make things happen. When human beings say that, okay, I'm, we're going to block. You know sometimes the person who, <laughs> you, you are just one person away from a major leap in your life. Just one person. Just one recommendation away. From a major leap in your life. Sometimes, just that one person. And everybody knows that it is this person who will give you that. So everybody blocks you from the person. Some of you have not seen life, so you don't know. Some of the people block you from the person are your friends. And anytime they go before the person, they have access to the person. And they know that you, act, you can actually do this thing. When they go there, they are supposed to say, we have a friend who can do this. But when they go, they will talk about other things. If your letter ever gets there, and they see it before the person, they will take it away. Paul said... There are many, he said, there's a great and effectual door is open to himself, but there are many adversaries. But you know what grace can do? Grace, if those people refuse to recommend you to the person, grace will find a way. Grace just has to find it. Grace knows how to make its way there. Let me, let me remove your mind from something. Stop thinking grace is uh, unmerited favor. That is just the elementary, I started talking about common grace yesterday. There's a common grace. That's undeserved favor. Oh, I was blind. Now I see. I was unsaved. Now I'm saved. A sinner saved by grace. You know, those kind of things. Grace that saved us. Oh, we're begging God. No, that's just the elementary part of grace. Undeserved favor. It's elementary. When you come into the true subject of grace, (laughs) grace means the beauty of God. Grace is a charm. Grace is, I remember during David and his mighty men camp on the prophetic night, I told them about the beauty of God. The beauty of God. He said, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. He's talking about the grace of God. The perfection of the grace of God. When the grace of God has taken its full perfection in you, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. Then he said something. He said, God has shined. God has shined. That is grace. Grace makes 
people look at you and they are wondering, how is this person doing it? That's what we call the special grace. That one is not a common grace. That's a special grace. You can see some people. Anytime, you know, you know, they do one thing, it's everywhere. Some other people will try, will use the same medium, will use the same things, and they'll never get to that level. No, there's a grace. There's a grace giving. Paul said, unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace giving? I'm a grace man. Oh, come on. I'm saying man, you have to say yours. I'm a grace man. I'm a grace man. So, that's the first thing you need to do. You need to get out of your mind that you need something. You are not needy. You are not needy. No, too many Christians sing needy songs, think needy. They are never adequate. They are never, it is never up to. They need more. So, on the, on the first day, I talked about how to walk in the grace of God. I talked about how to walk in the grace of God. How to, because now, you don't need a grace. You only need to learn how to walk in the grace of God. Because you already have the grace. How do you walk in the grace of God? What was the first point I gave you? I said you have to know the grace of God. And that's what I'm doing. I'm telling you about the grace of God because what you don't know in the spirit cannot register in your heart. This is what knowledge does in the spirit. Now, if I'm using an iPhone or maybe a Samsung A20 or something and you have a yam and I send you an emoji, can you see it? No, I'm asking you, can you, can you see it? He can't see it. It is not the unavailability of emoji. It is because his phone cannot recognize what I've sent him. So when you don't know the grace of God, if God imparts the grace, your system does not know there's something called grace. It cannot interpret it. That's why the scripture says, wake up the mighty men. Wake them up. Because they are mighty, but they are asleep. They don't know. So the Bible says, they know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of earth are out of course. He said, but I have said, ye are gods. No, come on, go there. Psalm 82, verse 5. They know not. Neither will they understand. No, let, let, let's do some, 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 some serious doctrine here. They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of earth are out of course. Why? Because they don't know. Then it comes verse and says, I have said. He didn't say, I say. If he had said, I say, that means he's bringing them a new knowledge. He said, I already said. I already said, ye are gods. You know, when someone said, you, if you're a child of God, you're a God. Some people say, hey, that's blasphemy. Look at the Bible. No, no, check your Bible. So that you don't think that me and the technical people have planned to put this thing there. You know, I have said, he said, I've already said, ye are gods. That means you carry the DNA of God. That means you function like God. Because a pig will give birth to a pig. A goat will give birth to a goat. A dog will give it to a dog. Humans will give birth to humans. If you get born again, so you are born of God. You are what? Hey, so, so people can't say it. Tell me your, your mouth. You can't say it. Pastor, let's really be humble because we don't really know what is going to happen. He said, I have said, ye are gods and all of you are children of the most high. Then he says in verse 7, he said, but you shall die like men. Now hold on. If someone says that you shall die like a chicken, it means you are not a chicken. Why is he saying they shall die like men? Because they know not. Verse 5. You see where he started bringing it from? The reason why they would die like men in verse 7 is because they know not in verse 5. I refuse to be broke. I refuse to be a nobody. I refuse to die like a man. Now some people are saying, nobody knows tomorrow. <laughs> the one who knows tomorrow is inside me. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! 
Grace, 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 grace. Sometimes I even come to ask him, Pastor, what do you do? I tell him I pray. I, I study. It's okay. What time do you pray? Six. What time do you start praying? Twelve. I'll pray. I'll tell you. But they don't see the same results. You know why? There's a certain magi. This is spiritual ilelei. It's <laughs> hey! Hey! Grace, 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 grace. Listen, some people can copy the way you cook. There is just one thing that is missing. <laughs> so they did exactly what you did, but the food doesn't taste the same. Then they wonder why. Then sometimes you just have to tell them, you know, there's an ilelei, ilelei. Some people are so used to suffering that when you're talking about this thing, they are still thinking about how they've suffered in life. <laughs> Listen, delete the suffering, delete the files, delete it. Stop believing, stop believing, stop believing, stop believing, stop believing, stop believing, delete the file, stop believing. Say, so I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe the grace of God. I believe the grace of God. I believe the grace of God. So, when, 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 when I was going to start the church, when I'm going to start a church, a young man walked to me. He said, where are you going to start? I said, God said I should go to airport. And he said to me, he said, so when you're starting church, it's poor people who come first. So look for a classroom and start. While he was talking to me, God spoke to me. He said, run from here now. God said, run now. Because there's some things you shouldn't hear in your life. Because God is not going to take you through the same road he took everybody. I live in grace estates. Oh... I live in Grace Estates. Hey! Grace, 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 Grace. So God said, look there now. When I walked away from there, God said, go to Holiday Inn. I walked away from there. Because the guy, he was about to use his experience of pastoring to come and now take me from where God is. is, is he. Imagine I listen to him. Like by this time, I'm still doing, oh, single, single, pray. Pray the Lord, pray the Lord. Then we're in the classroom and they're about to sack us. Nothing is too big for you. Nothing is too good for you. Grace. Grace. You know, I said grace is more than unmerited favor. You know, there's sometimes you can see, you know, the guys, let me, I'm a guy, so I can only use that. Sometimes you can see a certain lady. Someone say, hey! Have you seen somebody like that before? Hey! Is this a human being? And when someone going, hey! Then that person too does not walk sharp sharp. Takes one, two. Grace. 
Grace, 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 grace. Grace is beauty. So the same way sometimes in the physical, because all truths are parallel. What happens in the physical, the same thing happens in the spiritual. So if in the physical you can see someone say, hey! In the spirit, you can be graced. That in the physical, people look at you and say, I'm walking in grace. I'm walking in grace. I'm walking in grace. I'm living in grace. <laughs> in the spirit, you become beautiful. That's grace. Beautify it to you. Beautifies you. Beautifies. Grace beautifies you. People are looking at you, but there's something about you. Have you ever met people like that? There's something about them. Have you ever met people like that? Yes, There's just something about them. There's just something about them. What takes people long for them to do? That person touches it and it's done. You know something about graced men? Huh? You know something about graced men? Graced men, the more you gossip about them, the bigger they get. So, gossip is good for them. Because it's like fertilizer. The grace on their life needs your envy. And your hatred to blossom. Mm, mm, mm. Give me some. Give me some one one two. Message translation. Let me start from verse three. Message translation. Some one one two. Singing great, great and marvelous are the works of your hand. Our Lord God Almighty, singing just now. He starts talking about the righteous. Look at this. Their house is brimmed with wealth and a generosity that never runs dry. Verse 4. Sunrise breaks through the darkness for good people. God's grace and mercy and justice. The good person is generous and lends lavishly. No shuffling or stumbling around for this one. But a sterling and, and solid and lasting reputation. Unfazed by rumor and gossip. Heart ready, trusting in God. Spirit firm, unperturbed, ever blessed, relaxed among enemies. <laughs> Singing great, great and marvelous <laughs> are the works of your hands. Our Lord God Almighty, singing just, great and marvelous. Are the works of your hands, our Lord God Almighty, just and true? Are your words, O Lord, King of the saints, whom shall not be? Oh, singing great. Great and marvelous are the works of your hands. Our Lord God Almighty, just and true. <laughs> are your ways, O Lord, King of the saints. Hey. <laughs> Whom shall not be? Listen, just last night. 
the Joel was telling me something, you know, that's my junior brother. He, last night he was telling me, he said, he said, sir, I'm going to give my first, he mentioned the amount. Boom! I said, you said what? So I'm going to give my first this. And I said, do you know there are many doctors who can give this? Then he said, many. You see, don't be, don't be used, let me, don't be used to suffering. I'm telling you today. If only you will start believing the grace of God. Grace is my familiar territory. I am familiar with grace. I am only happy when they are, when they are miracles. I'm happy. It doesn't mean I'm not expecting it. I'm supposed, this thing is supposed to be happening to me. That's where we come from. Grace estates. You know, in estates, the things that happen to the people over there is usually familiar. Every, what is happening around, you know, everybody's sort of having the same environmental experience of the estate. Same security, especially the gated communities. Same security. They come and take your baller. You understand? Come and take your baller. They, sometimes they come and work on your garden for you. Yeah, you live there. Yes. So when you live in Grace Estate, when you see other people who live that, at that side, you can tell. So, oh, they took your baller for you this morning, right? Yeah, we live in the same place. <laughs> so when I see people who have suffered, okay. let me tell you something. Sometimes people share testimony and say, I suffered. Then I met God and everything. It's good though. But that is not all there is with God. You don't have to suffer. See? See? What I'm saying is true. Let me give you a, a clear example of it. It's like you suffered, not you, somebody. Suffered, alright, to make it in life. If you give birth, if the person gives birth to a child, is the child supposed to suffer? No! No! So you can see, Everybody doesn't have to suffer. It's where you are born. I live in Grace Estate. No, you see, me, I'm saying my own business. Be there. I've been, these things, I've been saying them for years. I function by grace. I function by grace. I function by grace. Are you here? Are you here? Say, I function by grace. That's it. Whoa. I tell you. This is where, now I told you, I said, it's usually about the navigation. This is where a lot of Christians get it wrong about, about, about grace. This is where they get it wrong. So now we're going to look at the navigation because you don't have a problem with grace. What you don't know is the navigation. All right. So I talked about how to walk in the grace of God. The first one is, know the grace of God. The second one is, recognize the grace of God. Can you tell grace? Let me tell, you know that, and I'll, I'll be using a lot of this as an example, because that's what the scripture uses as an example. Beauty. Do you know there are some ladies, they always think another lady is not beautiful. No matter how beautiful you are, they will look for something. Have you met people like that? Those people are never beautiful. Even if they are, they are beautiful, they will start becoming ugly because their heart has become ugly. Nobody is beautiful in this world to them. They see the hair is she's even wet. But this person, you can see this one is so beautiful, so the hair is not even quality. They always look for something, 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 something. I don't know if boys do that because me. 
I don't know if boys do that, but me, boy, the boys' boys I know, the Rasta, <laughs> from Jamaica, you know, everybody is fine, everybody is good, we, we move, we move, but the, the lady is looking for the eyelash, where, where did she buy it? It's not long enough. But, but this person is talking about is probably having a very clear skin. That they, they are not focusing on what is beautiful about the person. They are focusing on what is wrong. Looking for what is wrong. Her shape, you can see that she has gone somewhere to go and do it. <laughs> Nobody's ever beautiful. Some people are never beautiful. Because beauty always starts from the heart. Have you, as a, as a boy, have you ever approached three ladies before? And you are, you are going to talk to one. There's always somebody inside. We are in a hurry. We are in a hurry. Those ones. Usually check their face. I have said it. Check. Check their face. No, going for soul winning, I saw a lot of those things. You see three ladies, and you want to start with, usually, soul winning, I'm very strategic. I always start with the very beautiful one. Because that person is likely to have influence over the rest. That's how God did it. God went to win Paul because Paul was influential. Yeah, strategy. So I look at the three, I look for one. So I said, if I clamp this one down, this one will help me to get the rest. So when you go to the beautiful one, the beautiful ones are always nice. You agree? The beautiful ones are always nice. Hi, hello. Then there's someone inside. We're in a hurry, we're in a hurry, we're in a hurry. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if you are here, you are part of we are an <laughs> There is grace for you. Now let me like that. We are an The truth is, they feel bad that you didn't come to them. You see, recognize what is beautiful about people. Recognize what is beautiful about people. Nathaniel said, oh, Jesus, oh, this one, can anything good come out of Nazareth? No. When Jesus went there, he had to look for what is good about Nathaniel and bring that out. Because bringing that out, Jesus knew that he would win Nathaniel. He went for the beautiful one. He looked at Nathaniel and said, ah, Nathaniel, a man in whom there's no guile. Before Jesus came, this guy said, oh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? This one can never be Messiah. Leave us alone. When Jesus came and said, Nathaniel, in whom there's no guile. And then I said, oh, you are the one. <laughs> you are the one. You are the son. Yeah, that's it. Just, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence thou, whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Just one compliment. Jesus said, I saw you under the tree. You, 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 you're, you're a nice guy. A good guy said, Rabbi. <laughs> See, recognize the grace of people. Jesus just touched on the good part of the guy. Jesus didn't come and say, you are saying what, you know? You are saying what, you know? That anything come out of Nazareth, you will see. I will show you that something good can come out of Nazareth. And this, you see, you, your existence is my hand. I, I can finish you. No, but the guy said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Jesus Christ didn't answer. He didn't go. He went to Nathaniel. A man in whom there's no God. He said, where do you know me from? Now you are telling me in whom there's no God. He said, when you were under the tree, he said, I saw a glory about you. 
And then I said, ha, rama. <laughs> recognize the grace on people. See, rec- learn to recognize the grace on people. Like, for example, Richmond and Wilson. I really like the way they dress. When I see them, I was like, wow. So yesterday I called them, I said, where do you buy this thing? Where do you buy? I, I recognize the grace. Look for what is beautiful about people. Recognize the grace on people. Paul said, when they saw the grace that was at work in me, Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter 2. He said, when they saw the grace, he said, when Peter, Cephas, and John saw the grace that was working, he said, they recognized the grace. They recognized the grace. They recognized the grace. That's what you do. When you see someone who is functioning a certain grace in his life, when you see that person who is functioning a certain grace in his life, you don't start criticizing the person. The person probably has gone to steal. The person has gone to do this. Instead of doing that, rather recognize the grace. And the third one, be conscious of grace. Be conscious of grace. Be conscious. Paul said, he said, for I say through the grace that is given me. Be conscious that there's a grace at work. There's a grace at work. You know, sometimes, you know, I, know, I remember sometime I, I wanted to pray for you know, my mom, she was, she was not feeling well. I wanted to pray for her. And at that time, you know, I just wanted to pray a simple prayer. I said, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Then the Spirit of God said to me, he said, do you realize that you have a healing gift? Oh. Because I was just going to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. She's healed in Jesus. I just knew I was going to pray a normal prayer. Just like they said, oh, pray for me. Then you just pray a prayer. God said, are you aware that you have a healing gift? Then I had to be conscious. The moment I became conscious, I felt the anointing. I said yesterday, I said, consciousness always what, awakens a divine reality. It makes it your realm. When you become conscious of something, it starts working. It's true in the spirit. It's even true in quantum physics. Time will not permit me to go into that. Saw the grace. Recognize the grace. Then be conscious of grace. Then the fourth one, I said, associate with grace. Associate with grace. When you see people who are graced, be among them. When you see people who are always talking in thousands of dollars, don't say, hey, media, I cannot be here. Stay there. I told you before. I said, Jesus gave a parable, and he said, when a demon leaves a man, he goes to seven other wicked demons. He goes away. He goes to look for seven other wicked demons, and they come back. Even demons, they are making friends with people higher than them. Networking. Even the demon, he doesn't have lesser friends. Jesus didn't say the demon will go to other demons that are lesser than him. No, he's going to look for stronger demons. Because he knows that at this point in time, if he's going to return back to his house, he needs better network. You, so he has to go and look for. If they are not his friends, he goes and says, I really like you guys. Can I wash your car? Can I be here? Then all of a sudden, he finds himself there. When you are among people, all right, who are always talking below your level of finances, live there. Listen. There's nothing wrong with changing friends. There's nothing wrong with changing friends. Yes. Let me tell you something. I told you before, I said, me, I change friends. I don't have a best friend. I have relevant friends. When someone is my friend, and the person stops growing, and stops advancing, the friendship has ended. I'm not going to hate the person. If he calls me, it's, oh, hi, hello, fine. I'm looking for other friends. You can call me an opportunist. It's your business. <laughs> I'm always looking for people who will challenge me. If you are, hey, this is what I'm about to say. If you are the greatest person in your circle, you are plateaued. As if you are the greatest person in your circle, you are plateaued. <laughs> Exploits is a product of exposure. There are some things you can never be if you have not seen. 
<laughs> this thing I'm telling you, they are real, they are true. There are some things you can never be if you have not seen. Even God can't talk to you about them because you don't understand them. Isaiah prophesied concerning airplane. In the book of Isaiah, he, he said it's a bed. Why? Because he didn't know what it was. So when he saw the vision, he said, ah, I see a bed that 9-11 was actually prophesied in the book of Isaiah. September 9-11. But the description you need to understand, to know, is he explains that it's a bed that ran into a building. Because he doesn't understand. He doesn't know what he's seeing. He doesn't know what he's seeing. So the same way, there are some things God would like to tell you, but because of your exposure, the things you have seen, he can't tell you because you won't understand. God had to take Abraham and say, look at the stars. He said, yes, God, I've seen it. Count them. He said, one, two, three, hundred. He said, God, they have many. He said, so shall thy seed be. God had to show him before he could tell him. I can't tell you the countless times. I've had to walk to certain places. As I walk there, God said, and I will give you things like this. Expose yourself to big things. Be in a place they are talking about big money, even if you don't have it. Because where you need to conquer money first, it's not in your pocket, it's in your mind. I went to a certain church, and when I was inside the church, they said everybody is giving $1,000, $10,000. Hey! In this Ghana, fix your country, Ghana. <laughs> Only God knows where these people are coming from. We need to investigate that church. Young, young people, everybody, $1,000, $10,000. Oh, oh, we need to tell us how they are making the money. On, on, on the first day you heard, Justina said, oh, she has done $11,000. This one said, I've done $10,000. This one said, I've done $5,000, $4,000, Young guys, somebody's watching. Home and abroad, 10 cities. Like home and abroad. Right pocket, nothing. Left pocket, nothing. Reserve pocket, nothing. It's only Momo, 10 cities. The person's watching. Two responses the person can have. Oh, now them sabi. <laughs> only God knows where they are going. Only God knows what they do. On their last, on their last, true believers shall be right. On their last, on their last, on their last, la, la. Then another response. You hear somebody has given $10,000. Yes! That's our church. Like, that's what we do. Yeah! 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 Let me tell you something. I have never done fundraising in this church. And I'll never do it. If you want to give, there's nothing wrong with those who do it. Oh, no, I'm serious. There's nothing wrong with them. Just that I told God, I said, God, you are sending me into ministry. I'm a brilliant guy. I could be doing anything. But you called me. Good. I said, Lord, I don't want to beg for money. I know fit. You know fit me. We know fit. <laughs> fit into not. I said, I thought I, that's my, my that's my agreement with God. So I said, I, thought, I said, I feel like this is my feeling, all right? I feel like it's an insult for God to want to do something. Then we stay in church for one hour. If you want to give 100, everybody will be sitting down. They all have the money. Everybody will sitting down. They are waiting for when they will call one city. <laughs> when they call one city, plenty people. I refuse to pastor that kind of church. So when they come, when people come in and they are in that level, I begin to share the word of God with them. When I begin to share, he said, oh. he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. So as I share the word of God, they are being built up. All of a sudden, you start seeing people who could not do things like that begin to do it. 
all of a sudden they begin to do it. You begin to act the faith, they begin to do it. They act the faith, they begin to do it. You begin, you begin to hear testimonies, miracles, things happening. The young people are doing exploits. That's it. That's the kind of thing I want to pass. Not people are sitting down. They are waiting for the lowest amount. When I go into a place and they are doing something for God, I'm always, I want to stand up at the highest amount. Why should I stand lowest? Somebody must be at his level. They have to give unto a level. And they went to a certain church. Big, big men. Big, big men were in front. They caught thousands. cities. Nobody stood up. Big, big men. They were sitting there massively. All right, there's nothing wrong with it. As I was sitting down there. Because my training is, when they mention something, something to be done for God, when they mention something, I, I stood up. With a big man standing there. I stood up. I went there. The pastor just looked. It's a very popular church. I don't want to mention the name. This young boy. Then the big men were clapping for me. <laughs> What I took from doing that kind of thing is bigger than the money I give. Spiritually, I have, I have gained myself a seat among big men. I see. I said, recognize the grace of God. Associate with the grace of God. Very important. And the fifth one, I said, connect to the grace of God. Connect to the grace of God. Okay. Now, today I'll talk about what makes the grace work. Now, we have talked about how to walk in it. Now, grace, give me this, give me this. This bottle. Grace like a commodity. You see, on commodities they write, keep under 30 degrees Celsius. I'm telling you why some people have grace, but it's not working. Because I've already told you I have grace. I'm not telling you about how the navigation is. Keep under 30 degrees Celsius. Don't put it in the sun. So no matter where you bought it, once you put it in the sun, what has happened? You have made the grace ineffective. So grace has conditions. Grace must be kept in certain conditions. And this is where Christians miss it. It's not that they don't have grace. They don't understand these things. If they understood these things, they will realize that it is not a question of, do I have grace or not? Do I have money or not? Am I, do I have all the things I need or not? It's not a question of, do I have what I need or not? It's rather about, am I keeping it the way it's supposed to be kept? Because grace is very delicate. It has conditions. And you look, you see, we'll see some of the conditions right now. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Look at that. We'll start from Romans 5 verse 17. He said, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. Now, you will see two gifts there. He says, abundance of grace and gift of righteousness. Now, there is grace and there's righteousness. Grace reigns through righteousness. Grace works through righteousness. Now, the question now will be, what is righteousness? The misunderstanding of the topic of righteousness is what causes the issue. Alright? So people are thinking, okay, grace through works through righteousness. Uh, that's why when I lied last week, grace was not working. That's what I'm talking about. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You see? Righteousness. That's the word I want to bring out for you. So, the first one the first condition of grace is that grace is not for you to flaunt riches, flaunt wealth. Grace is not for you to buy new hair. Grace is not for you to buy new iPhone. That's not the reason for grace. We are not talking about materialism here. I'm telling you the reason God releases his grace, the reason why God gives grace, the reason why you want to be grace, you have to understand because if it is not under this condition, you will never see the working of grace. So you see over here, it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, the word righteousness is what I want to bring out here. Righteousness is equity. Righteousness is equity. Okay. Romans chapter 10, verse 2. 
Okay, let's start from verse 1. You, you understand it. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Verse 3, it says, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, because there are different righteousnesses. He said, for they, being ignorant of God's righteousness. Now, I'll explain what equity is. Just come now. Just be following me. He says, they being ignorant of God's righteousness. There is God's righteousness. Like, for example, there is the righteousness of Coca-Cola. There's a righteousness of Coca-Cola. There's a way it tastes. There's a way the bottle should be. There's a way it is sold. There's a way, you understand? There's a price supposed to be told. That is the righteousness of Coca-Cola. There is a righteousness of um, uh, African World Airline. They have a certain righteousness. If you don't come at this particular time, you are probably not going to board. If you come 10 minutes after checking, you are not entering. They have a righteousness. So there is also God's righteousness. God's righteousness is God's equity. It's like righteousness is not doing the right thing. Righteousness is doing the right thing at the right time with the right people. So righteousness has... Um, uh, okay, look at this. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness... And going about establish their own righteousness. So there's God's righteousness. So when he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, at that time he's talking about God's righteousness. His righteousness, not your righteousness. Because your righteousness might be that you want money to probably buy things. That is your righteousness. Because, oh, you want to look like this, you want to look like that. But are you first thinking of God's righteousness because grace was not released for your righteousness, it's released for his righteousness. What is his righteousness? The scripture I showed you, he said all the foundation of the earth are out of course. That means the world as it stands, anywhere you go and you see things that are inconsistent with the word of God, like you go to an area and everybody is living in sin, they're not born again, it means the righteousness of God has not been established there. So grace First of all, is to establish God's righteousness. Grace is released to establish God's righteousness. When you hear people say, oh, I was watching Pastor Chris on TV and I got healed. What does, what that, that TV that he came on, that somebody got healed. It took somebody to give. You understand? When that person gave, what did he do? He, because God's righteousness is that somebody will be healed. So when you gave and the program went on TV and someone got healed, what did the person who gave what has the person done? The person has established God's righteousness. He has established God's righteousness. So when grace is given to you by God, grace is for kingdom conquest. Grace is not for you to, you know, feel big in town. Grace is not for you to take a, a, a video of your new Pajero and put on Snapchat. People will know that you are, making, you, are, you are making it in life. That's not it. Grace is not released for that. Grace is given by God. The, the, the conditions of grace is that it must be sponsoring God's righteousness. So, you see, he said in Matthew 6, 33, he said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then he says, when you do that, he said, all other things shall be added. So, everything everybody is scampering and, and, and trying to get, while you focus on God's equity, God's righteousness, God now begins to give you just everything. I told you before, I said, I have, I have three lands in this country that I, I didn't buy them. I don't, I don't know where two of them are. I never used my money to buy a land. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm trying to say, I focused on God. I focused on the kingdom of God. I focused on sponsoring Rhapsody. I focused on doing the work of God. As I focused on that, God was just giving me the, they have come to an extent that, I'll to a great man of God. You know, he was saying that someone has given him an, a, a house in an estate. He has not seen the house before. He has not seen it before. 
That's where you get to when you are into kingdom business. When you are into sponsoring God's righteousness. That's the level God takes you to. You enter that level and you see that, you know, material things become nothing to you because they're always following you. They're always following you. Why? Because you are seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not your righteousness. Not the righteousness of the world. Not what the world says is correct. But you are looking to establish God's righteousness. It's for kingdom conquest. In the old times, when kingdoms go to battles, when one kingdom takes over the other kingdom, they take their flag and plant it there. It says, this is a colony of this particular place. What have they done? They have established their righteousness in that place. So we, when we go to a place and we say, we want to take over this place for Jesus Christ, we go distributing rhapsody of reality, leading the people to Christ, putting the, the, the program on TV, putting the program on radio, putting it everywhere, saturating the place with the gospel. What are we doing? We're establishing the righteousness of God. The one person gets saved, another person gets saved, another person gets healed, another person gets saved. What are we doing? We are using the grace of God to establish God's righteousness. That's the reason for grace. We use grace to establish the righteousness of God. So when you are, you know, some, one time I was, I was preaching in holiday, I don't know, Best Western. I was preaching Best Western. And I was preaching. I began to prophesy. I said, God is going to prosper you. God is going to do that. Then I saw one lady kneeling down and, and, and lifting her hand and leaning down. <sighs> when we closed, this lady came to greet me. And I said, I'll ask her, um, why were you kneeling down and why do you want God to prosper you? I said, say, you know, so I can take off my knees. I said, wrong. That prayer would never be answered. That prayer will never be answered. If God ever answers that kind of thing, he's only trying to bait you so that you can give him your attention and he can show you what is really the right thing to do. Because it's not... He said the Father knows that you have need of these things. That's not God's focus. He knows that you have need of these things. Some years ago, I probably have been saving to, to, uh, to buy an iPhone. I probably have been saving to do that. As I kept focusing on the work of God, as I kept focusing on God, as I made God my priority, today, if I want 10, today I'll get it. Some years, some few years ago, God told me, don't use your money to buy a car. Your first car will be a gift. That's what God told me. So no matter how much money I gathered, I could never use to buy a car. I'll use it to sponsor the gospel. No matter how much money I gathered, I'll use it to sponsor the gospel. Sometimes I really thought, God, you know I need a car. You know I need. Because sometimes I'll be going to this place and going to that place. Sometimes you don't even get a car because that time there's no Uber. No, ah, you'll be having to take a taxi. Sometimes you're not getting a taxi. I said, God, this thing's getting frustrated. I need to get a car. He said, your first car will be a gift. Anytime I get money, God said, give it to me. Do the kingdom work with it. Do this with it. Do that with it. I kept preaching. I kept preaching. My first encounter lab program I had on, on Legon campus. My first encounter lab, this was summer 2017. My first, it was, it was a, a crusade, like a musical crusade that I had over there. I had it there. I single-handedly sponsored everything there. The stage, the light, the sound, everything. I established God's righteousness. You know what I did? Those times, at that time, when they are doing anything gospel on campus, they look for woofer. You know woofer? They look for pangolo pangolo sound. Then they'll do some small backdrop behind it. Then they'll go and call one gospel artist, then he'll come and sing. And just a few people will gather over there. Ha! Anytime I saw it, I said, God, this is not it. When it is artist night, companies will sponsor. Then they'll do something big. Then they'll bring the top, top artists, come and sing. The whole place will be full of crowd. I said, God does not deserve that pangolo thing. Yes, that's how I think. That's how I think. So when you see the increase, when you see someone increase, you don't know the reason. That's how I think. I think of doing big things for God. I look at it, I look at the song, I said, no, this one, I said, God does not. They, so, those things burn in my heart so much that in 2017, God said, okay, there's a, there's a, this one over there, take the gospel, this one. When I took it, the people were shocked when we started setting up. They were shocked, like, gospel? Gospel? They saw LED here, LED there. They saw this, they saw sound. 
On the day we're, we're doing the sound check, they said they heard boom. People gathered that day. About 75 people gave their life to Christ. <laughs> gathered there. It has, it, those things didn't used to happen for gospel meetings. Gospel program, someone will be sitting at his room. No, it's not so strong in an interview. It'll be, it'll be serving God from the window. But when it is boom, boom, then they'll all come down. Hey, boom, boom, no, 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 no. We, we, we began to establish God's righteousness. We stepped and we established the righteousness of God. Then in 2019, God said, bring Sinat to campus. God said, bring Sinat to campus. We mounted stage. I went to the guy making the stage. I said, what is the biggest dimension? He said, the biggest dimension is... Uh, I said, give us the biggest dimension. Raise it. Give us the stage. Put sound. I want to, them to hear it at Ivandi. On that day, the sports director had to come and tell us that we should reduce the sound. Because hey, I was ready. I was ready for a fight. You know, fight, kingdom fight. Because I remember one day I was having a, a, a crusade in Bukom. While I was preaching there, while I was preaching there, I began to say, receive the Holy Ghost. Somebody, because of how good the sound was, one lady in the room who was doing, or, or, or yam, meko, how do they say it in English? She was granny pepe. Or she was pottering it, right? One lady pottering. As she was pottering, she had received the Holy Ghost. She fell in the power, she began speaking tongues. That's the power of good sound. So I was ready for that kind of showdown over there. That they see people gathering in their numbers. That was the first time something like that was going to happen for God there. The people touched me. He said, this is historic. I have the grace to make history for God. So grace is for kingdom conquest. Grace is not for you to, you know, try and flaunt yourself all over the place. You will have those things. But first, he says, seek ye first. He shows you. So, number one, grace is for kingdom conquest. Two, grace is for kingdom order. You, you, now we are still on the righteousness. This is a point on the righteousness. Conquest. You use grace to fight now. You are fighting. Fighting. You go into a place and there's no mention of God over there. I told somebody, I said, the person said, oh, pornography can never be, be uh, legalized in Ghana. I said, wait till TV stations get broke. Wait till TV stations get broke. You will know that when those with the pornography money come, they will now start legalizing it because they need their money. The only way we can take them out is by we bringing bigger money. Did you hear that? Many of you will own TV stations. Some of you will own radio stations. In fact, you will not start it from scratch. You will buy up the existing ones. Am I talking to somebody here? Then, that radio station, when people put it on, coming to you with words and teaching, that will change your life forever. stick to the word. You will come back with a testimony. What God wants to give you your life is not a... <laughs> hey! Hey! It will make you what he talks about. You are signing. You are signing by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are signing. It is your season. It is your time. Nothing can stop you. This is your time. This is your hour. Favor is yours. Hey! Hey! Grace is for kingdom conquest. Do I have some warriors here? Listen, we need to strangle the devil in prayer and strangle him with money. You can use money to restrict the devil's airflow. He took, he took, he took, he took. Kalabasutaya. God will give you power in the media. 
I'm telling you, God will give you power in the media. He will give you power in the media. He will give you a voice in the media. You will speak and people will listen. God will give you power in the media. No, because the devil is using the, the media to perpetrate a lot of evil. To perpetrate a lot of evil. The devil is using the media. But you know what? I never went to any media house to make me so they cannot destroy me. At Anumatikan and they said all sorts of things. You know, they, they thought the things they would say on the media will make anybody dislike us. Will make people go away from us. You, you did not make us. You can, when we're going to have that program, we did not pay a single city to anybody to advertise it. You didn't make us. You cannot break us. As I kept spoiling our name, God was saying different things in the heart of other people. God will use you mightily. He will use your money. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, 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 listen. Give me Numbers chapter 21. No. I, 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 <laughs> Numbers chapter 21. Give me verse 14. Wherefore, it is said. Wherefore, it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord. Wherefore, it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord. Do you want to be in Forbes list or you want to be in the book of the wars of the Lord? Let me tell you that night, that Matka night, what we did was that we waged a war for the Lord. Those of you who don't understand spiritual things, let me explain something to you. You would think it was a natural thing that people were against us. You think it's a natural thing. It was not a natural thing. Let me explain. Because when we finished, the agitation of people, because they said we gathered, fine, all right, let's say we did the wrong thing. There was a funeral. Listen, there was a funeral by the same perpetrators. And I was expecting that the people who have the same agitation, they didn't have the same agitation to show you that the agitation they expressed, the devil stared it. Because what happened that day, that night, we won a great victory for God. But guess what? They have not seen anything yet. They have not seen anything yet. We are coming in the name of the Lord. We are coming in the name of the Lord. We are graced. We are graced to do mightier things for God. We are coming in the name of the Lord. We are coming in the name of the Lord. We are coming in the name of the Lord. Hey, Shakababa. Wherefore, it is written in the book of the words of the Lord. It is written in the book of the words of the Lord. Now we took over Canada for Jesus. Now we took over China for Jesus. Now we took over Australia for Jesus. It is written in the book of the words of the Lord. Now Pastor Enoch, together with CYC, they conquered, they conquered, they conquered, they established the righteousness of God. Wherefore it is written in the book of the wars of the Lord. It is written in the book of the wars of the Lord. Wherefore it is written in the book of the wars of the Lord.
is green A new grace has been Are you sure you are here? Overflow. There's an overflow. Oh, 
Your money will go to the nations of the world. Saving souls. Establishing God's righteousness. And we sing a song to Jesus. Son of God. Lamb upon the throne Singing great Great and marvelous Are the works of your hands Our Lord God Almighty You are just and true Are your ways King of the saints whom shall not fear you know i picked this song to sing because it's a prophetic song when you lift it like that you know you are talking about it's like establishing the flag when you say whom shall not fear you what are you saying it means we are bringing the fear of god into the land god is just god is true but because of unrighteousness, some people don't see it. You see, God is great. God is marvelous. But because of unrighteousness, people don't see it. But when righteousness comes, we see the justice of God. We see the truth of God. That's the song. Let me tell you, what is going on here is prophetic. Those who were with us from the beginning, they know what this thing means. What's happening here? And we sing a song to Jesus, Son of God, Lamb upon the throne, singing grace, great and marvelous are the works of your our Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O Lord, King of the saints, whose are of you, singing great, great and marvelous are the works of your hand. Our Lord God Almighty, you are just and true. Our Lord, 
Moses then probably Moses sang it after one of the miracles so when we go to Numbers 21 we go to Numbers 21 he says that therefore it is written in the books of the wars of the Lord Verse 21 verse 40. Wherefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord. He didn't call it the war of Moses. It was not the war of Moses. You know, sometimes when we do some of these evangelical things, some people think we are trying to be ambitious. It is God. It is written in the books of the wars of the Lord. When they came against us after that program, they came against God because God sent me. I can put my hand on my chair and tell you, I know where God told me. Go and do it. God sent me. Don't criticize it. God sent me. Don't get into trouble. Don't get into trouble. During the night I prayed and fasted, God sent me. Shut up. Wherefore it is written in the books of the wars of the Lord. There's a book where God fights wars. He, he's not the one going to come down to fight it. He puts a man there. But he calls it the book of the wars of the Lord. He said, the book of the wars, I said, what he did in the Red Sea, in the brooks of Anon, what he did in the Red Sea, that day when that sea opened, it was not a, just a miracle for the people, it was a war of the Lord. There are some seeds you carry. of the grace you have received and you are carrying that seed because it is a war of God it is a war every time you kept the thing God asked you to give God probably lost the war I remember the story my man of God, Pastor B, told me. He said when he was pastoring in Kanu, the Islamic capital of Nigeria, at that place, it's so difficult to find a land to build. And they found a land. Now imagine that a church wants a place to be and they don't have a place to be. And it's the Islamic capital of Nigeria. There can be religious riot at any time. And during those times, they used to hide in a bank to have church. So when the bank closes, that Sunday, no banks don't work. Then they'll transform the place into the church. So the, the, the Muslims, they don't know that there was a church there. That's the only way they were surviving there. Now they got a place and found a land because usually the allergies will never sell a land to a church. But they found a land. And Pastor B was telling us the story. 
how one of the members who was the chairman of the building project he had the money every time Pastor B shares that story tears come out of my eyes he said when he prayed and he went in front of the congregation he said God told me that we have the money he said God told me that we have the money God told me we have the money the, the man never gave it they did not buy the land five years later he died of cancer his wife died of cancer let me tell you that money he did not give a Lebanese man duped him of that same money sometimes when God asks you to give something he has seen what you have not seen I have, I have been given since I was a teenager I have not lacked because this thing is not about having it's about the war of the Lord therefore it is written in the book of the wars of the Lord what he did in the Red Sea will your name enter the book of the wars of the Lord or you want a name among men that you have a car can imagine that day as Moses crossed the Red Sea then this song came out of his mouth I can imagine I can imagine that as the last person came out of the sea and the Egyptians died he lifted his voice singing great great and marvelous are the works of your hands our Lord God Almighty, just and true, are your ways, Lord, King of the saints, whom shall not fear, great, great and marvelous, as he looked at the sea covered, all the works of you, our Lord God Almighty, just and true. I always, King of the saints, whom shall not fear. Oh, on that night, that all night when we finished, I was wondering where did the people come from? See what happened see what happened see we won a great war for God I look back on that, on that day and I could sing this song too I look at the people and say just and true are your ways so that if people say that oh there's no revival we are waiting for the move of God they are wrong we are seeing it we are seeing it we are seeing it just and true he's still true to our generation are your ways king of the what he did in years past he's still doing it don't let anybody tell you that God is not moving again he's still doing it look around you here it can only take God for this to happen are your ways king of the whom shall not fear God has opened more international doors Singing great, great and marvelous are the works of your hands, our Lord God Almighty, just and true. I always, oh, King of 
So when you carry your seat, when you carry that seat, you will walk majestically in your room. Because you know that you are about to win a war for God. Wherefore it is written the book of the wars of the world. Let me tell you something. Never give a seed regretting it.